Hello and welcome to Hail Dear Old Pod. It is Wednesday, April 19th, and the stickball sports are just rolling. We got a lot of a lot of hot action coming off the diamond. Road dogs did work this past weekend. Uh, then we'll we'll get to all the other sports that were in action wearing the maroon and white. Jeremy, how you how you doing today? I doing pretty good, man. Yeah. Can't complain. It's a solid solid Easter weekend filled right. with uh, dog W's all across many sports, and uh, yeah, just nice weekend. Can't complain too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, once again, I think you've called correctly uh, two two series weekends. One hundred percent. I think you said two with Kentucky. They got that. You, you called two two out of three against South Carolina. Bam. Got got a little I mean, bit of Nostradamus here, Jeremy. You're, you're more than a man, less than a prophet. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I wear I, I, I wear I wear it with pride, and uh, I hope that I can continue this streak as long as it is in favor of the dogs. I look forward to those times where I'll go. I just hope the dogs win one game this series, but we've yet to come to that time. We've yeah. yet to come to that yeah. time. Yeah, still hot. Speaking of streaks, uh, Mississippi State softball got uh, got back-to-back SEC series wins last weekend against a awful, awful university known as South Carolina. This weekend, Georgia, 19th-ranked Georgia. Um I'm pretty sure South Carolina was ranked two when we play them, but uh, we took we took two out of three with that. Went to Athens this past weekend, got two out of three there. Uh, that was big. That was big. Um, and you, you girl, Caroline Sites, whoo, four four home runs, two of them being grand slams. Uh, she she had more RBIs than Georgia had runs. Again, that is. That is impressive. I think it was best put in uh, another wonderfully written article by our, our fearless leader on this pod uh, last past Monday. Uh, go check it out. Um, everyone questioned whether Brent Rooker, uh, could anybody hit the ball better than Brent Rooker did last week? And Caroline Seitz said, hold my beer. <laughs> I'm about to take this and take it to a next level. And my goodness, she did. That's just those numbers. I mean, the, whole, the big number to me, I mean, as much as it's four home runs, as much as two grand slams, 14 RBIs, and Georgia only managed 13 runs on the yes. weekend. <laughs> so that's, that's absurd. Just, that's, that's absurd. Unreal. <laughs> the girl batted in more runs than Georgia scored the entire weekend. <laughs> the, the, whole, the Georgia team didn't score more than that. I mean, and I watched I watched uh, both the home runs she had Sunday in the finale. Just lasers. Like, as soon as it left the bat, you know it's gone. And I, it, it was almost in the same spot, too, which was – that's always fun to see, but the softball team, man, they're 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 coming together at the right time. They're fun to watch. You know, we got Silkwood on the mound, she's dominant. She she's she's a legend for softball. You know what? So is Caroline Sites, obviously. Just, I mean, it it was incredible to watch. It was incredible to see. We got Brent Rooker the week for you saying, "Oh man, three home runs in a game." Well, let's see him. Let's see him hit two grand slams in, in back-to-back games, and then <laughs> and then end end up with a two home run game. Let's see him do that because your girl Sites did it, and man, she was on fire. But this softball team, they uh they come back uh, this coming up weekend to Starkville. They host Arkansas, Titan Pig Sueys. Jeremy, let's make it three. Let's make it three straight SEC wins, SEC series why, wins. Why not? Let's just keep it rolling, ladies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when when you have Silkwood behind uh, on the bump, I mean, she's obviously been dynamic all year, and then you have Sites, who's obviously seen the ball really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, softball is one of these games, it seems, whereas baseball sometimes can be a game where, you know, you get, you get your tens and – you know, every once in a while somebody touches double digit with runs. It seems like softball is a very minute game of inches, you know, one to really change a game. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, if, if we can find a way to get people on base and have Caroline swing in the bat like she is, she can generate three runs a game. I mean, that might be just enough to win win some games for these dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
The, but, I said before, I think they're, they're just clicking at the right time right now. And uh, huge wins this these past two weekends. Huge wins. I couldn't be more proud of them. Uh, coach, coach has got them. They, 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 have, they have an assistant coach, too. I, I solely think he's there just to get him hype. I watched him, like, run up the, the wall, the, the outfield wall against Georgia and, like, smack the foul pole. And that guy's electric. That guy's, he, he, I think he gets their mind right uh, come game time. But it's, it, it's, all, it's, it's all clicking. It's all good. Um, for baseball, fourth straight SEC series win. Jeremy, these dogs are hot. And I said it before. And we've talked about this. I don't know how they're doing it. I mean, it's it's you. I and I feel terrible for saying that. I, I feel terrible for saying you know how do they keep winning this? Because you look at you look at the lack of depth we have pitching wise, and you just it seemed like it seems like it shouldn't be. You know, we sh- we shouldn't be having the success we're having, but they just they keep winning. I don't I don't understand it. <laughs> They keep winning. <laughs> I'll say I'll say this: we're we're improving in my eyes in that this week we actually did start two people we signed to pitch oh. uh, instead of you know Jake Mangum and Cole Gordon. We only started Cole Gordon at pitching, so hey, we're finally getting actual pitchers we <laughs> signed to pitch for us. So uh, hey, that's an improvement in my eyes. But yeah, I have no clue at this point. I mean, me and you have argued and talked about it many a times. Uh, just like how are we? It's just it's one thing to say like oh you just have a ragtag group that's just getting the job done. And it's one thing to see our team depleted. I mean, this pitching staff is just I just don't know how they're getting by. I mean, I literally yeah. can say I, I mean at this point, but I mean it's people stepping up in spots that they're not supposed. To. I mean last week it was Trey Jolly. Uh, this week you have you know Barton really coming in pitching well. You have Tristan Barlow uh, pitching in capable spots. I mean people are finally just stepping up, mm-hmm. but they're stepping up in spots you just don't anticipate. Like I said, these people are getting trotted out there and week in week out. I'm like, who's this pitching for us? <laughs> oh man, I don't know what's gonna do well in this spot, and they're just delivering. So I mean, it's it's great, and you know I, I don't want to look ahead yet, but I mean it's definitely obviously good for these guys to get experience for next year, which I truly believe has potential to be a scary team on paper. Yes. Uh, when you look at the fact we have a lot of these players coming back, and then in my mind, we pretty much have a completely new recruiting class coming in. Considering we're going to get all these pitchers back from Tommy John, it's like it's like yeah. getting a new recruiting yeah. class. Uh, so, but that's that's another argument for another day. Right now, these dogs, I mean, it's it's it, it's the same argument we make every week. I don't know how we're doing it. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. we're doing it, but I'm not going to question it. I'm not going to, you know, it's the, it's the hot bats. It's the hot. Uh, you got Rooker still dropping bombs. Them stupidly pitching to him that mm-hmm. first game just idiotic moves like oh let me go ball down the middle i wonder if he can still hit it far guess what he still can hit it really far <laughs> uh but yeah it's a i mean it's unreal i mean and your boy downtown cutty brown has just been now he's making web gym plays i yes. mean he's doing it all right now he's probably honestly i'll be um I've, I've made fun of the coast life even though I, i've experienced it a number of times and i know it's all in good fun but uh <laughs> cody brown's one of my favorite players right now i'm oh, all yeah. i'm all in on cody yeah. i mean you can't you got to love a guy that's a you know is a redshirt senior. I mean five. Yes. I mean five years in the program. Yep. Uh, he obviously invested. I, I love it. I, this team is just like I said. I don't know why, but I'm just. It's one of those things now, like the great beyond and the big guy above. I just you just can't got to go with it. Yeah. You just got to go it, with it. Let go and let God. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or in this case, let go and, and let dogs. Well, I guess. What, I don't what, know. What, what was Schaefer saying? Uh, Praise the Lord and go dogs. Praise the Lord and just go dog. That's all I can I mean, really yeah, say at this point. That, it, it, that <laughs> saying I think is working, working wonders for the baseball team. I mean, sir, I know. I mean, you play the hot hand. You said, you said, yeah, we can take two out of three against South Carolina, and I kind of was like, oh, well, okay, if you say so, I'm behind you with it. They're they're hot right now, but in the back of my mind, no way. There's no way they can go to Columbia and take that series, but they did. They did, and I just. Do do you see him? Do you see it trailing off? Do you see him, you know, getting cold? Or I mean, I just how how long will this success last? Do you think? Uh, it's hard to say because I'll be honest. I mean, you look at this game and you look at the way the South Carolina series went. 
all three of their starting pitchers pitched really well. Yes, yeah. I mean, we we didn't tear. It's not like, and I, I said it last week. I thought chance to get two or three if we won the Pilkington game if he pitched well, which he did. He pitched six solid innings, mm-hmm. uh, and we were able just to touch up that Schmidt guy. I think was his name, just enough to get the win. But the rest of the weekend, I mean, like I said, we were just we're capable of being at an elite level in short spurts, and that's getting the job done. Yeah. And it's crazy to me. Like, the hitting is so sporadic. Like I said, we got five runs by the second inning of that first game, and that was all. I mean, I think we tacked on a couple insurance runs later, but, like, for six innings, then that Schmidt guy looked like he was on another level touch. Yeah. Uh, And then on Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, I can't remember who their pitcher was, but he was striking out fools left and right. But we pieced together four decent at-bats, which is, I mean, that's baseball. It's what you have to do, but it's – I don't know. I mean, interesting is can can we cool off? Absolutely, I know we can because unfortunately, I mean, you look at teams like last year. We cooled off in the Arizona series. We oh, were God. literally the most red hot team in the country, yep. and then Arizona comes to town, and our bats go dead in game one, and then our pitching goes dead in game two, and boom, that's how you get eliminated in the postseason. So mm-hmm. yes, it can happen. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Rooker's treated these last five or six series we have left. Can't remember exactly the exact number. I think it's five. Uh, how he's treated if he starts getting walks and can't. All of a sudden now people are having to hit more behind him where he's not even, you know, he's not on second base or driving in a run. So I don't know. It could it could affect chemistry that way. But I don't know. I mean, I didn't I based on where we were four weeks ago, I didn't think we'd be at this point. So no. I can't I can't no. confidently say, yes, we'll cool off or no, we won't. I don't know. T- t- 2013, that team was a team. This team definitely has a little bit of that feel to it, just with kind of all the, the grit and some of the players. You know, you make some comparisons to the Renfros, to the Rookers, to the Mangums, to the Frasers, mm-hmm. to the Gravemans, to the Pilgrims. It's kind of all there. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful that this team's just going to shock the world and continue to not shock me, but continue to just prove me a little bit wrong every once in a while. But uh, like I said, the schedule is there. So, I mean, I, I hope the dogs can stay hot. And like I said, just keep winning these series. I mean, as much as, as good as yeah. it would have been to sweep South Carolina, I was not at all upset. Oh, gosh, when we lost because I mean I hate it because we were there and we could have swept them but hey you take two or three in Columbia any day of the week oh yeah you can't yeah. complain about that because South Carolina they're solid ball club I mean they'll be they'll be in that super regional run come uh, come late May and June don't 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 sleep on that team they're a very solid team so this was huge win huge momentum and like I said I'm excited we'll see where the dogs can go from here yeah well like you said we I, I think we do have a, a favorable uh, next run of, of the left. Uh, this next weekend we have uh, Alabama at home. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna just go out and say it. I th- I think I think we definitely can get the sweep here. Uh, at home, Bama's not. They they were they were they had a pretty solid squad last season, but this year I th- I think they're they're further down in the pecking order. I think Ole Miss swept them so. I think they're the cellar dwellers right now. Are they? Okay. Well, uh, if not, they are right there at the bottom. Okay. Well, there. If Ole Miss can sweep them and we sweep Ole Miss, then it's a facto we should be able to sweep Alabama. <laughs> That's just logic. That's airtight logic. I don't think you can argue that. So I'm going to say they get. I'm going to say they get the sweep. Um, but man, I'm this this team this. I they just keep they keep making me go. What? Really? All right. But it's a good thing. I think I think it's a good thing. I'm I'm definitely not complaining. I'm just sitting back and saying how. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um I'm I'm with you. Uh Alabama is not a good base by any means, but at the same time they weren't a they were a good base, a decent baseball team last year, but we went in there and they still uh pushed us. I expect yes. this. Yeah. I confidently know we can get two. Uh, the three, or the third one's always. I mean, it's always just tricky to win three games in a row in the SEC. You know, we've always managed. You know, we we have we've had a couple really good games, and we've just gotten lucky. So I mean, I, the luck's there. I don't know. Just my gut tells me that somehow we've a lot, a lot of good karma we've had going our way lately and winning some of these games. Because the Friday game, we definitely caught a little of that with the fact that we got those insurance runs whenever. Yeah. Spencer Price comes in there and actually does give up a two-run home run. So mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some some, good, some things go away. So I, I'm just I'm still going to stay pot. I'm going to say dogs two out of three. I think we're going to probably do a <laughs> think we're do a bad game. Think Language, Jeremy. Language. Sorry about that. That's my fault. You know, every every once in a while it uh, slips up on me when I think about the frustration that the dogs <laughs> cause me. Uh, I think they're doing a mess up. 
uh, <laughs> is what I meant to say. And I'm just going to say two out of three. Uh, I'm, I, I, like I said, for, I say for this type of series, I just hope Pilkington can go out and continue to pitch well. We need him to just keep his momentum going because he's going to have to set the tone every weekend, especially when it comes to those back end when I know we have to play uh, at Auburn, Texas A&M, and LSU. And right. those are going to be right. really tough series. So yeah. we need him to be on a hot streak. Very similar to Dakota Hudson last year, and be the tone setter for the weekend. So uh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that he can win the first game Friday night. Uh, I actually, you know, right now, you know, cold pitching Saturdays, it is what it is. Uh, I don't mind. I like the I like Billingsley. You know, he's been pitching really well midweek, and he pitched really well on Sunday. He actually mm-hmm. pitched really well. Just you know, the bat the run support wasn't there to right. back him up. But uh, I'm gonna say I hope we still surprise the dogs somehow mess up and lose on Saturday. We go into that Sunday game and and uh, Billingsley goes out there and has a solid outing. That would be really good for him. I'd love to see him develop and like I said, at least have two people that we've signed to pitch for us be our <laughs> star pitchers. Yeah, that'd be and nice. Not named that'd Cole nice. Gordon. Yeah. No disrespect, Cole Gordon, but you know we signed you to help not try and strike people out. Hey, you're surprising me, but let's just <laughs> let's let's do people that we wanted them to do. So yeah, that's my, my yeah. prediction. Two two or three for the dogs, which. At this point, just keep winning series. I, I know we're. I know everybody's talking about it's not for the SEC championship and all that stuff, and you you can still do that with two or three. Uh, yeah, but yeah. just keep keep winning. Let's just yes. focus on keep yeah. winning. Let's not the people who are saying, "Oh man, we can we can repeat, we can repeat." I mean, it's possible. Yeah, we're in very good position, but let's cool the. Let's focus on getting the most wins we possibly can because we're yep. we're gonna we're gonna need that. Um, yep. But yeah, let's, try, our, let's get that host. Let's yeah, let's get, get yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get a host. Let's 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 focus on that. Um, let, let let's put let's well not all our eggs, but let's put most of them in, into playing for a host. All right. So you're saying two out of three. I'm I'm saying sweep. Uh, of course, I'd I'd love two out of three as well. But I'm just hey, I think. Um, that's, that's it for baseball. Jeremy, what do we got on the tennis front and track and field and things of that nature? Uh, it was mixed bag weekend for us, Mm -hmm. uh, in these sports. I actually, you know, I've always started off with tennis, but I'm going to flip it and start off with some track and field this week. Okay. Uh, so they had, it was, I was a little confused on doing my research. It sounded like, and it, it kind of pointed towards it. We sent parts of our teams to two separate meets. So they had the, uh, Mount Sacramento in California, and then they also had the South Alabama Invitational. So we had okay. – there were actually two separate reviews coming in, uh, and they were, you know, breaking down each one of the things. So I tried to pull it best I could and keep up with information. But uh, on the weekend, we had uh, victories on the weekend split between these two. So a uh, very good outing for the track and field dogs. Okay. Uh, I'll start off with uh, something you've uh, – you've grown attached to i feel like and uh it's two dogs that are throwing things as yep. we these are dogs that like to throw things we, yep. we said that on the pot and we had brianna smith who tossed the hammer throw oh. 60.38 meters hey. i think that's the thing on the, the like the little ball on the end of the chain i think that's what that is so yes you know, it is that's exactly around. what that is, it is so, so good good on brianna that's very uh you know that you know that takes a lot of hand-eye coordination to be able to do that well yeah, and I'm pretty sure if she were a gladiator back in the old days, she'd be pretty good. You know, yeah, those were oh, those yeah. were the elite gladiators. I put mine uh, for sure. Yeah, are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, sweet movie reference right there. Yep. Nailed it. Uh, then you had old uh, Haley Reynolds tossed right. the discus. Oh yeah, forty nine point eight eight meters. Forty nine point eight. I, I I knew these were events, but I just love that we're good at them. Like it's awesome to me that we're just tossed as being better than everyone. I think that's really cool for me. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty. That's a pretty macho move when you can just say, "Hey, I can throw this far, far, farther than you," and you do. So, good, good on them for that. Like that, like I was just them throwing it, and they know midair it's gone, or you know, it's kind of like the you know, tossing your bat and the bat flip. They just kind of look at their opponent, just like that's about to be farther than yours. I just imagine that in my mind. That's how they're doing it. Uh, but good on those two. Uh, then we had uh, Jacarius uh, Wilson, the decathlon, which is. That's whenever you do two ten events and you get points for each event, and then at the end they point uh, put them all together mm-hmm. to see who won. So he had to do ten events to win one event called the Decathlon. So oh. pretty cool, uh, good job by him. Uh, moving on down, we had uh, more traditional events that we know a little bit of. Yeah, Daniel Nixon uh, won the fifteen hundred meter race. Um, you had Christy Turp won the three thousand meter. Uh, Leah Lott 
won the 100 meter hurdle. Mm -hmm. uh, we had Willie Reed who won the long jump, and then our our girl, famous on this pod at this point, Logan Boss oh, won yeah. the high jump. Love the boss. Oh yeah. Uh, and then you had the team of Lawrence Crawford, Stephen Jones, Philip Smith, and Charles Taylor. They won not only the four by one hundred, but also the four by four hundred relay events on the weekend. Uh, and that rounds out the ten events that the track and field dogs brought home this weekend. So good job by them. Uh, yep. Really excited about that. The outdoor season is in full swing, and it sounds like a Really good uh, runners, throwers, and jumpers out there. So uh, should be should be some really entertaining stuff down the stretch. I'm expecting big things from them. Uh, shifting over to the tennis court, uh, I'll start with the good. Um, start with the late. Okay. They had one match this weekend, and boy, did they deliver. They came out with a big win on Saturday against a very tough uh, Tucson team. Uh, they were who were playing their last home game in front of a home crowd in Oxford. Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously that's a very big match every year, but uh, when you pass day of SEC season, it just gets amped up a little bit more. Uh, the dogs came out super hot. Uh, they they won uh, the doubles by one one and one and two doubles um, with Jasmine Lee and Lisa Moreau picking up their ninth doubles victory over a ranked opponent of the year, mm -hmm. which is really impressive. Uh, so at that point, the dogs are up one zero, and in uh, in singles, it was some familiar faces uh, for on this pod getting the W's for us as we had Jasmine Lee and yep. Sarah the Liz Liz oh, yeah. oh yeah. Uh, they won a straight set which um, they won their matches and then after things kind of played out it was literally down it was 3-3 three to three going into the last match the number two singles match and it was down to Lisa Marie Rowe against the, the number 77 ranked player in the country and in a three set they was able to peel it out, pull it out to seal a 4-3 to three win for the dogs um just a great win for them. That was a really they were you know they're coming off a rough weekend, a uh, couple big losses or tough losses against South Carolina and Florida the previous weekend. So this mm -hmm. is a really bounce back weekend because this was a ranked uh, we were ranked higher, but it was a ranked uh, Ole Miss team. So always good to get that win over them and it really give them some momentum uh, going into what is now the SEC tournament, which is now this weekend. Uh, the dogs actually uh, the brackets came out yesterday uh, on Tuesday or it might have been Monday. But I think it was two days ago. Uh, and the dogs received the sixth seed, which I know you think sixth seed, not that great. But mm -hmm. as, as we stressed, and we talked about it in baseball, we talked about it in softball, we talked about it in both tennis events, uh, this is loaded. Uh, there's, I think there's close to eight to nine teams in the top 30. So mm -hmm. to yeah. me, the sixth team in the SEC is still very, very good in yeah. the overall spectrum. Uh, so they will wait to uh, – they got a bye, and so they will wait to play the winner of the Tennessee-Alabama match, whom already beaten both of them this season – uh, so I'll, we'll have a confidence going yeah, into either of those matches. Yeah, we feel confident we can go out there and get the job done. That'll be the right. quarterfinals. Um, and then if – or no, that'll be the round – yeah, I round's confused. But anyway, that, that'll be a tough round. And then the next round, though, if they do win, unfortunately we do get a pesky opponent that has kind of handed us our butt this year in Florida, yeah. uh, the Gators. So I just wanted to, you know, preview that a little bit. That'll be a tough match because, you know, they're, they're a team that I still have yet to figure out with – their top six singles players are all in the top 60, which is just baffling to me that they're That's that good. And, so, and somehow they still finished third in the SEC. So apparently I, I think Georgia and Vanderbilt beat them. I looked it up, and right now Florida is number one in the country, Vanderbilt is number four, and Georgia was number seven. And I'm just like, this is too loaded. The SEC is just too loaded right now. Welcome to the SEC. Uh, yeah, so – you know, but anything can happen. Uh, the I looked, I did some research, and Florida lost to Vanderbilt, who lost to a team that we beat. I cannot remember exactly who it was, but mm -hmm. hey, things can happen. That's all I'm saying. Things things can happen. I believe in these dogs. Our girls are good. Like I said, I'm. I expect our girls if they can just take care of business. Uh, once we get into the NCAA tournament, which they're at this point all but guaranteed to be in, um, I think we can have a run in this. Uh, real quick, the rankings came out, and the team, as a team, the girls are still ranked in the top 20 at number 20, so mm -hmm. really good for them. Okay. Uh, Jasmine Lee clocked in at number 10 in the singles rankings, okay. which is very impressive. Yes. She's, she's flown up the rankings the last couple weeks. And then Jasmine Lee and Lisa Moreau came in as the number five doubles team in the country. So uh, really, really leading by example at the top. Mm -hmm. uh, Jasmine Lee leading that hall. You know, one of our seniors, uh, really proud of her, and just, you know, at this point, hey, it's it's postseason play for the dogs, lady dogs. Let's get it done. This is where, you know, the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
Good job by them this weekend. Big win against Ole Miss. Always love beating Ole Miss. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beat them in. So let's go, dogs, and let's go, let's go win an SEC tournament. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Let's see. Mo- moving on into men's tennis, it was a rough weekend. There's no other way to really say it. The dogs have been very hot as of yeah. late, but this was just a rough weekend in which they dropped two. I mean, I, and this stuff is not only just saying, obviously, I'm about to talk about the fact that we lost two matches, but it was gut wrenching matches that we both lost by the scores of four to three. And as a tennis player, that's, I mean, the equivalent of this is losing by three points in basketball, losing by a field goal, and losing by one run in, t- in uh, baseball. This is the most narrow victory you can have. So to lose four or three matches and know that literally it was a po- literally a point on one of the courts here or there and we could have won, it's really tough. But, uh, yeah, the, on Friday they went into Florida and they came out really, again, they came out really hot with uh, a doubles they won the doubles point with Nicholas Braun and Trevor Fashi upsetting the number six doubles team in the nation That's... to clinch the doubles point, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then coming out in singles, I'm just going to say it, uh, just in other ways, but uh, water's wet, sky's blue, and Nuno Borges beat another ranked opponent. Yeah, what do Shocker. you know? What do you know? I mean, you know, this kid just beats everybody they put in front of him. Uh, mm-hmm. So at this point, it was great. But, I mean, it came down to the last two matches. Um, all Both were in, th- in three or uh, that. And we've dropped both of them by scores of 6-3 on both courts, which as a tennis player, I know that's one break of serve. So that's literally maybe one point on each court that swung it the other direction. So mm-hmm. as much as you say, man, it stinks that we lost, you know that it was that close to where we played Florida again. We play them five times. I still think we could beat them three out of five. This was just that, you know, one of those times where it was their home court. You know, they had the advantage. You know, I want. I hope we see them again in the SEC tournament because I yeah. really think we can beat them. Um Okay. So then turning back around on Sunday, the dogs had to go to that pesky place, Columbia, South Carolina, last to, to see a team that we really don't like on this podcast mm. a lot. Um, and almost in a mirror image of what happened on Friday, the dogs came out, won the doubles point, and Foshi clinched another win over a ranked doubles team. Mm-hmm. And Waters, Wet Skies, Blue, Nuno Borges beat yet another ranked opponent. Um, um. But in this time, we just never really got the momentum going. The singles that we lost, uh, we lost two through five. You know, they were pretty straight-set victories. So, I mean, it was kind of one of those things where maybe the team, you know, I told you our team had a chance to clinch second in the SEC, but I know losing that match on uh, Friday pretty much all but eliminated that. So the team really had very little motivation to play for other than it was a So you wonder maybe that factored in a little bit. Um, so, you know, they dropped that match, but it still was 4-3. We got to win at number six singles. And so I was good for that guy to bounce back after losing on Friday. But still, this team, you know, they'll regroup. I know uh, Matt Roberts is a great coach, great motivator. He'll get those guys hyped. Now go into SEC play, which will – SEC tournament play, which doesn't begin until next week. So okay. I'll, uh, I'll hold off on my analysis of that. I want to do some, a little more research and break it down because the draws did come out. We did get a favorable draw. That's all I'll say for now. I'll have more info on that. Um, looking at the rankings that did come out, the dogs come in at number 18, so we're only two spots away from that 16 that I really want us to be in. So mm-hmm. maybe if we can get hot in this SEC tournament, right. we can lock that up. Uh, Bo- Nuno continues to be ranked high at number four. And then the biggest move was Nicholas Braun and Trevor Fashi. They moved up to number nine in, in uh, wow. doubles. Wow. They were at 27, I believe, last week. So, I mean, that's a huge jump for them. Yes. Uh, really excited for them. And that's just, I mean, that's based on them literally having a great weekend where they beat two ranked opponents. Mm. Uh, moving on to us, other others, um, nothing really to cover other than just a preview. I do want to bring up that men's and women's golf will be in action this weekend, both in the FCC tournaments. Okay. Uh, the women will be in Birmingham, Alabama, which I can only assume is being hosted by uh, Nick Saban and the mighty Roll Tide Alabamas. Uh, <laughs> and then men's golf will be in St. Simmons, Georgia. Uh, I'm guessing that would be hosted by the Georgia Bulldogs. Yes. Uh, so we're really excited about that. Good luck to both those teams. Uh, we wish you all the best and look forward to covering you when you win the SEC tournament. Um, yeah, yeah. And then women's soccer. I know we messed up on y'all earlier this a uh, couple episodes back, but we're, <laughs> let, we're, we're atoning for it right now. Women's yes. soccer will be in action this weekend. This is their last spring game uh, in Orange Beach, Alabama, where they're closing out the spring season against South Bay. So, hey, all Bulldogs in Orange Beach, why don't you get out and uh, go watch some of the dogs on the pitch? Yeah. You know, go support some soccer dogs. <laughs> It'll be really entertaining, and uh, we wish y'all the best of luck. And like I said, we'll, we'll have full recaps on men's golf, Women, women's soccer next week, but uh, just want to give you a quick preview on that. And uh, that that wraps up any and all uh, sports right now for us this week. I think, Clay. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let, let let's hope they deliver. Let's get into segments. We'll start off with 
Uh, can Coach Canazaro beat up that coach? Uh, this week, it's Alabama. And I didn't even do Alabama the honor of looking up their baseball coach because, quite frankly, it doesn't matter. Um, Canazaro's, he, he'll, he'll beat this guy up. Uh, <laughs> you, you did say he was a younger fellow, and that would concern me if our coach wasn't an absolute beast. So, you know, good good try, Alabama. I I guess you're trying to get youth, but we also have youth, and we also have a coach that can bench press, I think, 800 pounds. So, Oof. yeah. Hey, it's, it's, man, man, are coming for you. We are see, coming see, for you. See, I think this, the culmination <laughs> of these segments just will... We'll, <laughs> It, it might be erupt. a 45-minute segment, yeah. that last segment. It might it, have like, to be which... its own show because that's the only one I'm really ready to get into. And that's, that's the last one of the season. Yeah, that's I mean, the, last, that's the regular what season what finale. Is, <laughs> stick with us for that one because it's going to be a lot better than we, me just saying We're that going to bust up. out so many WWE moves and references. Not that we watch it or anything, but uh, we're going to do our <laughs> research. We're going to look into it. Right. And, uh, it's, it's an electric segment whenever we finally face. Man, Ari, it's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Alabama, sorry. You're getting – Canizera's going to beat you up. Um, Jeremy? We, ha- we have a little bear bashing to do. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So there, there was a uh, video circulating out on the uh, social media internets, as it's <laughs> been known to be called. And uh, it, was, it was a video of a certain – by the name of Tony Gray. And he was at, I believe it was the Under All-American uh, All-Star Game earlier this year. And he was rooming with – a uh, recruit of Tennessee by the name of Trey Smith, who is a, by all means, a five-star athlete. I believe he was their best recruit. Uh And apparently what the video uh, depicted was Tony Gray had either borrowed and or taken Trey Smith's uh, headphones. And when Trey Smith asked for him back, I guess Tony didn't give him back in a timely manner, but Smith just straight clocked the guy and started to beat the living tar out of him and Tony Gray just kind of cowered in fear um so as much as we don't condone violence on this podcast and by no means were we proud of that we did think it was funny that not only is Ole Miss taking L's in recruiting via uh certain suspensions and a pending NOA that will come down later now their recruits are literally getting beat up just because, I mean, at this point, yeah, you just, they can't. They the recruiting the recruiting sphere just isn't friendly to Ole Miss, right? Uh, and then spins under this for Trey Smith. I know he's currently enrolled at uh, Tennessee, uh, but you know, with this video, maybe uh, old Butch Jones gets a little hard on him, and maybe oh. he, he, who knows, he might kick him off the team. Oh, uh, then you got to go JUCO, and then uh, may, maybe uh, a certain coach, Dan Mullen, might send him a, a, a letter offer in like a year, uh, saying, "Hey." Uh, we we saw what you did. We saw your video, and uh, we we actually play Tony Gray uh, about four times every you know once a year four yeah, times. So yeah. uh, if you if you want to beat him up some more, and by the way, here's fifty headphones because we didn't want to take your headphones. So uh, maybe that. that could be. I'm not saying that's out. As we've already addressed, Dan clearly listens to this podcast. So yes, uh, yes, Dan, he does. You know, maybe maybe that's a strategy you could end going after this Trey Smith if he gets kicked off. I mean, obviously, I hope he gets the help he needs with his anger issues if he has any. But uh, <laughs> hey, if he if he if he still has some deep lying emotional issues with Tony Gray and wants to work him out on the field, huh? I wonder what SEC West team would offer that chance. Yeah, hey, the, the, no place better. If you if you if you want to hit him again. You know, you can do that in Starkville. Not, That's all I'm saying. Also, we're, we're we're not saying we condone violence, but we're not not saying that this wasn't hilarious. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. Also, um, you know, I guess just commit to Ole Miss at your own risk because, man, it's uh, you, you, you might catch a haymaker. You might catch a haymaker, or you might uh, get arrested for stealing guns and get kicked off the team. So, ooh, ooh. yeah, a little Good throwback, a little throwback bear bashing. Uh, a, another thing I saw, uh, Ole Miss played LSU this past weekend in baseball at uh, Alex Box Stadium, Rouge, Louisiana, and they threw a stat, Jeremy, that kind of kind of made me just say, "Wow!" And also, how's that possible? But apparently, over to Baton Rouge with um, a determination to break. A 35-year-old drought of winning 
a series at Alex Box Stadium. Um, turns out they haven't won a series there since 1982. So <laughs> that's that is not ideal. Uh, Ole Miss, what are you what are you doing? Why don't you should probably try and win? It's been since '82. It's kind of embarrassing. I mean, that's that's understandable. I mean, we we haven't won there in a while. When was the last time we won there? Uh, yeah, it's been since last season. So, ooh, that see, that's a long time. See, like, yeah, weird. I mean, see, we, I a, guess we got to wait till next while. year. I know it's, it's, it's we, almost a year. It's, it's going to be a two-year drought. We're going to have a two-year drought of not winning it out. Like, that's see, a now, long time. Now I understand how Ole Miss feels. That's, yeah, that's this terrible. is how you feel. How you live like this? This is terrible. I'm in, I'm embarrassed for us right now. A whole Don't year to get to break this drought. God. 82, 80, 35 years is one thing, but over a year? That's, <laughs> this come is on, ridiculous. dogs. Come on, dogs. Come on. Ugh. Be better. Yeah, be better. <laughs> That's bear bashing. Uh, Jeremy, I understand that's a good, uh, this is why we can't have nice things. Ooh, I do, unfortunately. Uh, I, I hate to have a good, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, but, you always hate you it. You know, guys, some, some, sometimes, Mississippi State, we get these shiny new toys and we get all excited them and... For reasons that I've yet to understand, sometimes those toys just choose to break, and mm-hmm. it just represents all Mississippi State fans' hearts breaking. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite segments. This is this is why we can't have nice things, and I have a couple. Uh, actually, I have more. I might have some breaking news segment. Oh. Um, but old our our dear friend of this pod, hopefully Malik Deer, uh, recently came out that he torn his ACL. Right. Uh, he was he was a very good wide receiver slash running back slash. Mm-hmm. I really have no clue what his position truly was. Uh, he was he was mainly the jet sweep guy, yes. but uh, he was yeah. really good at it. I mean, yeah. he t- when he got around that corner, he bust some long runs last year. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, torn ACL. That means he will definitely be out for. I mean, I think pretty sure those recoveries are at least six months. So mm-hmm. uh, came out last week. So you assume it happened probably within the last couple weeks. So best case, he might be back by you know October, November if he is. So I mean, he's missing majority of the season. So. Right. You just can't expect him to contribute. So that's that really he really wasn't a lead prospect. He was a big recruit uh, when he came to state. He's he's delivered on for the most part on what he was expected to do. He's a great runner. He's got tree trunks for thighs. Which yes, is the thing I'll always remember about him. Um, and just to go a little bit, I still I still as much as it stinks to lose him, and you know you think oh man is just going to hurt this team. I, I still think we're going to be okay. Uh, Keith Mixon, he was the guy that yes. was doing the same role as him, and he was a freshman yes. last year. He impressed a lot. I think he'll see more of the ball, which I think could be a good thing. Uh, yeah. I don't want to underplay it all. They're offered, and I still think it'll be a big, you know, hurt to this team. Yeah. But I think there are guys in place that can help out. So hopefully it'll be a smooth transition, and hopefully Malik can get you know recovered up. And even if he doesn't play this year, maybe he can get a you know medical red shirt, and we can see him back in white in two years. But uh. Hate to, hate it for the for uh for him and I hate it for the dogs. Like I said, right. he really uh, he had a lot of you know forward momentum going for him going into next year. Right. Uh, my my next uh, this is why we can't have nice things. It's been addressed on for whom the cowbell tolls is we were the ones who broke a lot of them, but I just want to bring it up again. Old George uh, Brooks' son, uh, what was his name Garrison Brooks? Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he has a case of C. CPD that's going to prevent him from being at Mississippi State. Um, what, what is CPD? Uh, crazy parents disease. <laughs> um, he's got a bad so case of that. He's got he's got a bad case of the CPDs that are going to currently keep him from wearing maroon next year. As he will now be enrolling somewhere else. I have not clue no clue. The minute he said he wasn't coming to state, I kind of stopped about him. It's, Sorry, that's it's done. that's kind of how yeah, it works. Yeah. But uh, he was See off my mind. I was I was very excited about him. He was a yes, big. Uh, he's yes. supposed to be a low post president for us. Uh, we definitely lacked a depth at that position this year with a uh, Snyder Harrar kind of carrying it. Right. Uh, and so he was definitely going to probably see some minutes next year. So uh-huh. it really, I really hate it for the dogs again and hate it for us because we definitely were going to be able to use him. But, right. uh, you know, this is one of those cases where it's just what's best for the kids, what's best for the kid. I, I, I firmly stand in the corner, though, that I think he did want to play for State. Um, I think in that case of the CPDs that was just, you know, sometimes the disease is just incurable. Uh, yeah. I think. I think Lonzo Ball is finding that out bad. He's got a really rough case. Oh my of CPDs. gosh! The, uh, his, yeah, that the, his case might be terminal. It might be. I yeah. mean, it's at this point. I, I think I feel like they're trying everything. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Stephen A. Smith is doing everything he can to help that kid, but I just don't know right. if it's going anywhere. Uh, uh. Diagnosis is not is very terminal, possibly. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and then I also uh, we'll, we'll go ahead. We have uh, some potential breaking news oh. on uh, the podcast. Uh, sources uh, have told us uh, this podcast yes. that Denver McCrary and Riley Self could potentially be in the rest of the season due to grades because they don't go to class. Oh Lord, kids. Go to class. Look, I didn't have to go to class because I wasn't a great athlete who delivered wins for this team for or for at Mississippi State. I can I come on guys. Don't be like me. You can't afford to be like me. Go to class. If we Jesus. So if we lose if we lose guys, which are also pitchers, which we don't have a lot of what a, come on. What's <sighs> it's okay? We'll probably just you know we'll probably get like a. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Brent Rooker can probably pitch. He's uh, gonna have to now. Yeah, I bet we've, Josh Lovelady has played... a nasty curveball. Oh gosh, I bet we've we've played Cody Brown pretty much everywhere else. Let's throw him <laughs> on the mound. We're gonna have let's to throw him on the mound. I bet I bet he pitched in high school. I'm sure he can. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Have nice things, you guys. Know. This is exactly why we can't have nice things. Oh, uh, you know, even even when we have a good thing going, we still manage to somehow screw it up. So well, let's, that was uh, that, that, that was our... one of my favorite segments to, yes. to do because I love the saying, but also it's the segment for us to do because it usually means that the dogs have screwed something up. Well, and, and well, so. I'll, I'll tell you this, mm-hmm. Jeremy. If we're wrong, if our sources are wrong on the Macquarie and self thing, I will I will gladly say, hey, hands up, we were wrong. But if, but if, just so you know, our sources were true whenever we broke Ryan Sear being kicked off the team. That's so true. We're batting. A thousand I'm not. Right I'm, not now. I'm not saying we're going to be wrong, but we've been right in the past. Yeah, so we're batting a thousand uh, at the moment. Yeah. Hey, journos, remember if this is true. You remember who to credit? First yeah. first time hearing it right yeah, here. Please please credit Hail Daryl Pod. So that's okay. <laughs> Let's go on to Doghouse and Top Dog. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna stick with the baseball theme here. I'll start with my with my doghouse, and it's kind of it's kind of goofy, but it it kind of it got me heated. It got me upset when I saw it Sunday. Uh, my doghouse is Josh Lovelady's speed. <laughs> Not Josh Lovelady. I love what he's been doing for us behind the plate, but the man is. I think he is molasses. Because the kid is just not fast <laughs> at all. I watched him. I watched him hit a a uh, I, like I'm shortstop or second base, and I mean they honestly, Jeremy, they could have they could have read one of the Harry Potter books and finished it and still thrown it to first base in time to get Josh Lovelady out. He, oh Lord. I, I mean I, that that's all that's all I got. It's just he's just, he's slow, and that's terrible. <laughs> not good. No, it's not good. No, and I think you said it too. Had had he been quick enough, uh, he would have broke up or, 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 or turned a double play or something that that maybe would have allowed us to win that Sunday game against South Carolina this past weekend. But uh, yeah, it was bases were loaded. They walked to get to him politely. Hits into a. I mean, it was it was a pretty routine double play, but right. to say they got him by seventy five steps is an understatement because he. I don't <laughs> think he was even in the camera's like lens whenever they first oh, baseman caught him. Gosh, it. so, so Josh uh, Lovelady, yeah, Josh Lovelady, your speed is my house. Hit hit the. I don't I don't know where you go to get faster, but go there and maybe vacation <laughs> there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Speed it up, Josh Lovelady. Speed it up. Jeremy, who you got in your doghouse? Oh, um, it's my doghouse. I am putting the strength and conditioning program four years ago in Whoa. the doghouse. Now, that's a, that is a Stay with retroactive doghouse. <laughs> retroactive, wow. but I believe, for my reasoning, will be completely understandable. Okay. So, four, four years ago, uh, this goes back to 2013 when... Mississippi State had quite a decent baseball team that year. Right. Uh, College World Series, College World Series Championship Series appearance, Mm -hmm. almost national championship, and almost made this podcast cry from joy. But unfortunately, (laughs) we teared up with rage. 
Uh, but that's for another day. Yeah. Uh, but in 2013, we had a very good baseball team, which was led by a certain pitcher by the name of Kendall Graveman. Yes. Uh, to the pod, shout out Kendall. Mm-hmm. Uh, great guy. I know a number of people that know him, and I've met him myself. He's a great dude. Um, but, Ken, you know, Kendall, when he was here, like I said, he, was, he wasn't he uh, was a dynamic pitcher by any means. Uh, a lot of his early years were overshadowed by Pitcher Bratton, mm-hmm. who would go on to be first-rounders. But Kendall, by no means, was not a, a bad pitcher. He was a great pitcher, actually. Uh, he aced that team. Uh, he was not known for necessarily having the most devastating stuff. I mean, I think he topped out at 80 to 91 miles an hour, but he was known for his sinker and the ability to produce ground balls. He played it to his thing. Uh, Butch Thompson, uh, current Auburn coach, was a great pitching dynamic coach, and he got the best out of Graveman and made him an elite SEC pitcher. Mm-hmm. All of this to say, he threw the ball about 91 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour. Not, you know, upper echelon. Kendall Graveman goes on after his Years of Mississippi State gets drafted by the Oakland Athletics. Right. Well, lo and, lo and behold, uh, fast forward three years, or four years, to 2007. Kendall Grayman is currently the ace for the Oakland Athletics. He was the opening day starter. Right. He is currently 2-0 and on the year. Mm-hmm. And I saw some of the highlights of his pitching. He is currently throwing the ball. Lad, he is throwing the ball 99 miles per hour. Sorry, what? 99? 99. What? That's one less than triple digits. What? The kid is slinging the ball. So, obviously, he had it in him because it's only been four years. And I know you get stronger, but, I mean, he was at 23 years old to where, you know, they say you don't get stronger with age unless you're, you know, I'm not saying what might could be happening. but I, No, nobody's point, saying that. Nobody's saying that. I think it's obviously the strength and conditioning of the Major League Baseball system. Right. And I just question... How did our how did our strength and conditioning team not get 93, 94, 95? <laughs> yeah. If I majorly that is an eight mile an hour difference in what he was doing at state to what he's doing now in the majors in only forty years. That is on un, un, Wes Johnson, who I personally hate with a pappy flabbergasted by those numbers. So I'm calling out the strength and conditioning team four years ago. Clearly Kendall Graveman had big numbers in him and y'all didn't pull it out of him. And who knows, maybe that could have shifted us just enough to win the College World Series. So, strength and conditioning team from four years ago, York House. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. That was, man, that's, I don't think, that's, that's no the, one to say from the doghouse. No, no nobody. <laughs> we're, we're, we're turning back the clock. If you did us wrong, we're going to, we will come after you. That is, man, whew, that was a good one. That was a good one. Just wait, wait till I get to Amity back in the nineteen ninety nine offensive coordinator years. Just wait, <laughs> uh, just wait. Oh gosh, let's move on to Top Dog. Jeremy, you want to go first? You want me to? You want me to talk? Yeah, about? I, I probably need a, a good thing to talk about. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'll just yeah. go with. A, I, th- I think for me, uh, there were some really great dogs that had some really good weekends uh, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. But for somebody that finally, kind of much similar to Nuno, who was our top dog last week, you know, he'd been doing having a great year, and it was finally about time we gave him top dog. Right. I feel like this guy's kind of been trudging along doing his thing, and it's just time to finally recognize him on the show. Uh, Spencer Price, the yes. closer for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Yes. Um, he currently leads the nation in saves after picking up two saves on Friday and Saturday of this weekend. Uh, to cl- to one was like I said, he closed out both games, so he essentially clinched the series for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a sub two ERA, and right now I mean, it's just locked down. Yes. And I say he does it more. You know, some closers are known for having one hundred or you know upper ninety fastballs that come in late in games and really blow it by guys. Some guys like. Uh, famous closure from Mississippi State by the name of Jonathan Holder just yes. have nasty twelve to six curveballs that are unhittable sometimes. Um, Spencer Price has nasty stuff. He has a very nasty slider that he goes to a lot. Um, but it's to me, it's more that he just comes in these games and he just has that ability to be. It's it's what some is called the clutch gene. Yes. Um, he just has ice in his veins. He comes and get intimidated by the moment. Uh, Friday, I believe it was Friday, he gave up a two run home run when he came in. Uh-huh. Didn't phase him a bit. Just turned right back around and got the outs he needed and got the save. So, uh, Spencer Price, you, you've been playing one of the highlights of the year so far, uh, leading the SEC and the nation in saves. Yes. Uh, we wouldn't be where we were without you, and uh, I appreciate all that you're doing, and I look forward to you hopefully closing out two to three games this weekend. Hopefully maybe only one because hopefully we'll just win by, by like ten runs. Yeah, that'd be uh, sick. That'd but, be uh, sick. But you know, keep them, bud. You're you're definitely uh, one of the biggest assets on this team. It's always it's always good to know that if you have a lead after you know 
seven innings or eight innings, especially that you can just go to this pitcher and be like, he's gonna he's gonna bring it home. He's gonna bring it home almost every time. It's always good to have that. We haven't had that right. so much in the past. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And, uh, so Spencer, uh, Spencer Price, the Price is Right, man. I love that <laughs> saying. I'm all in on it. So Spencer Price, you're my top dog. What I about like you? It. I like it. Uh, th- this week for me, I think it's it's gotta be it's gotta be Caroline Sites. It's I I just I I, ca- I couldn't see it giving it to anybody else. Um, what a weekend she had. What a weekend. Four home runs, uh, grand slam Friday night, a grand slam Saturday, and two home runs, uh, Sunday to clinch the series for Mississippi State and beat a good, a good 19th ranked Georgia Bulldogs on the road. We are the better Bulldogs. Caroline Seitz might be the best Bulldog. Uh, it's just... 14 RBIs, we, we said it earlier, she had more RBIs than Georgia did, runs the whole weekend. That's just absurd. That's absurd. So, of course, you're going to be my top dog. Uh, Caroline Seitz, you just, I'm, I'm your number one fan. Uh, as as of as of now, you're my top dog. Uh, Jeremy, I, th- I think that's going to be it. I think that's going to be it for us this week. Good show. Good, good show. A lot of laughs. Uh... <laughs> good bear bashing nice nice <laughs> retroactive dog houses um, that'll do it for us we will get to you next Wednesday be sure to to uh, follow us on iTunes all of that good stuff and uh, shout out for whom the cowbell tolls yeah, shout out for, for whom the cowbell tolls we appreciate them as always Hey boy!